Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. So the the only thing the thing that does stink about um, taking video for the other podcast is so, I'll like look at myself and I'll be like, man, I God, I wish I was <laughs> better looking, skinnier. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, because like it's from the side sometimes. Yeah, and when you looked at it from the side and you wear like, uh, yeah. like a t shirt, sometimes your belly's right there. So oh. if I wear like hoodies or like nicer shirts, it's fine. It's not a problem. Yeah, but that's why I, I always want to like move to Minnesota or somewhere where it snows all the time or Dude, Alaska. I think I think moving to Alaska because I think I think I'm an Alaska like eight. And I'm like a Northern Virginia four. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but uh, Alaska, wow, I feel like I'm like Brad Pitt. I'm the Brad Pitt of Alaskan men. Really? Because like, I mean, yeah, I just feel like I, I feel like I would be at the upper echelon of the Alaskan male um, like hotness rankings. Because um, like in Alaska, it's like all right, you got like probably a couple guys that work in like the oil fields of Alaska, and then you've got like oil fields. Yeah, they have oil up there, man. Oh. In Alaska, yeah, you, you, you got to know your Alaska. Sorry, I, I, I don't know my. Uh, it's the only reason like we have Alaska. I think it's uh, um, <laughs> the only reason that we have it possessed in our fifty states. It's like a lot of guys, and then it's just like polar bears. Polar it's bears. Like, so that's yeah, yeah. So sure like, the, sure the polar bears are in Alaska. You know, I'm not sure. I don't actually. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not positive about that. I know. Uh, wasn't uh, Sarah Palin from Alaska? That's true. Sarah Palin is that, is that your wheelhouse right there? Sarah Palin. The, the only thing I know about Alaska is yeah. her. Yeah. Oh my god! We should learn some Alaska. That's facts. the weirdest thing, though. Think about it. How have? How, not how have? 
how we have 50 states and you have Alaska and you have Hawaii and they're like not even close pretty much to yeah. the states itself. No, it's weird. Like it's having like that's like having Germany own, you know, I don't know, like Sweden or something like that. Like or not Sweden, uh, like what's one of the ones that are like floating like North, think, Norway or something? Something like that. And I, I, think, I don't know. And I think a lot and I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty positive that we bought Alaska and like uh, people, like the other countries, like made fun of us. They're like, "What are you doing buying Alaska?" Yeah, because we bought them for the Russian from the Russians. We bought Alaska from the Russians, and they were just trying to like sell it off because they wanted some money after like one of the wars that they fought in. And then we were like, "Yeah, we'll buy it." And then even though we know it's nowhere near any of our other states that we're working with here, yeah. we'll buy that country way up there. I'm telling you though, Alaska is one of those weird places where like if you ever get in trouble with the law, I feel like you got to go up to Alaska. What's up with Canada in this whole entire situation too? Yeah. Because- it's- if you look at Canada, true. they're pretty much right there in the middle from Alaska in the States, and they're just okay with all this? They're just kind of hanging out. Yeah. They're I just mean, playing hockey. Because you're basically <laughs> Canadian if you're in Alaska. You're basically Canadian. Yeah. Um, basically. So you, like... You don't say I'm American. And it's... You know, with the Little League World Series, I don't think we'll ever see a team from Alaska. <laughs> no. Hawaiian teams are usually pretty dirty. Yeah. Um, but I don't think... Has there ever been an Alaskan Little League team or something like look that? Look that up. I'll look that up right now. I'd like have, to know about that, actually. Uh, iPod. Uh, is there Alaskan Little League... Oh, I spelled Little League wrong, but Little League Baseball. There is a... There's a Summer League team. This doesn't say Little... Yeah, Alaska District 1... Yeah, Little League. District one out of two. So they've got, they do technically have a Little League team. My guess is they never, made they, never they never, you know, win anything. Well, they're, the flights out of Alaska are pretty expensive. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go up They don't want to fly one to Little League team. And then they do have like a place. Alaska Baseball League, like for men. Like you could go up there. There's the, the here's the teams that are up there. Let's okay. see if I can get these pronunciations yeah, let's, let's do it. There's the Matsu Miners in Ooh, Palmer, Alaska. There's the Miners. The, Chugiak Eagle River Chinooks in Chugiak. Finished second last year in the Alaskan League. There's the Anchorage Bucks and Anchorage Glacier Pilots, oh. both in Anchorage, Alaska, which is the only places in Alaska I've ever heard down of. Here. And then there's the Peninsula Oilers in Kenai. They use wood slash wood composite bats and diamond baseballs. Wow. This is pretty interesting. Do you remember when we were doing WGMU about uh, when we used to look at the CFL and we used yeah, to, we used to yeah. talk about the team? Yeah, we'd make picks. <laughs> we're like, oh, man, the uh, the Rough Riders having a rough go out of this well, year. Well, what can I say? I mean, we're, we're uh, you know, we're, we're natural gamblers here, so we know what we're doing, yeah. even if we're picking leagues that we've never actually watched any Canadian football league. And, and I guess, Johnny, see, now that... Yeah, uh, now, that the A- now. now that the AAF and like uh, the XFL and all that stuff, now there's really even no need to watch Canadian football. Yeah, so they must be uh, they're hurting because it used to be if guys couldn't make it in the NFL, they try to go up to Canadian yeah. football. Now they've got like two other options. Yeah, I could probably play Canadian football by now at this point. Yeah, they got enough spot- yeah. spots up there, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing about uh, this whole entire Johnny Manziel thing is. Now they're saying, oh, yeah, you know, he can prob- probably go to the AAF or the XFL or something like that. It's like, when is this guy going to strike out? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone just keeps giving him chances. I mean, he was in the CFL, and I think they said he had four touchdowns or five touchdowns and, like, eight picks. Yeah. It's like, I mean, if you can't succeed up there, then, you know, the moment's passed. No, oh, I agree. I agree. Well, let's, just, let's just put it At some point, there. he's got to just, you know, get a job, like a regular job. <laughs> yeah, just go and coach something yeah, else. Johnny like, Menzel something. Insurance yeah. Company or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Just trying to make a quick buck. I mean, while the, while the iron's still uh, simmering, I guess you could say. It's not really hot. 
Yeah. What did you, uh, you end up doing last night? Did you uh, just hang out here, game a little bit, last order night, some food? Uh, yeah, last night, actually. It was kind of weird. Um, so Jen went off to work, and we were kind of hanging out a little bit. And I told you we were trying to eat healthier and stuff like that. Yeah. Last tried, I thought about that, too, and it's just not working yeah. out. <laughs> it's just not. Dude, it hasn't really worked out for me, either. I mean, yeah. last night, I, I was just like, you know what? It's a Saturday. I don't you know, I'm hoping that it might snow tomorrow, uh, which is now today, and mm-hmm. it's snowing, but it's not snowing a lot. No. It's not sticking, all this kind of crap. So they kind of you know, fooled us in that, pulled the rug out from under us. But really, I was like, okay, whatever. And of course, I just went to Grubhub, and I ordered Taco Bell. Um, yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> had Taco Bell last night. And I obviously didn't have, like, the, the full fulfillment that it usually would have. Um, so I cut back a little bit, but it really wasn't a cutback. It's still Taco Bell and stuff like that. But, you know. It's uh, it's definitely uh, something that I'm not really proud of, but at yeah. the same time, it's o- you know it's okay. I, I really just hung out last night, and yeah. we started while we were while, while we were eating, we were, were watching Deadpool because Deadpool okay. Deadpool nice. now is free on uh, the, the 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 TV, the Comcast or whatever I got. I got you. And uh, she's never watched Deadpool or Deadpool Two. Deadpool, Deadpool Two. Yeah, uh, it's that's what the Russians say it like that. Sure. Um, Deadpool Two, and uh, on I think it's HBO. I think. Uh, I think it's HBO or Hulu or something. Just released, just released Deadpool two on there. So I told her I said we got to watch it now while it's still free and all that kind of stuff. So definitely got to check that out. So um, she watched the first like watched maybe fifteen minutes of it mm-hmm. and she started laughing. So I said, hey, it's it's just like Ryan, Ryan Reynolds like wheelhouse is yeah. Deadpool. Like the green oh, yeah. the Green Lantern bit that he did was awful. Um, but but know, he like even owns that. He like knows that yeah. it was bad. Like he'll make jokes about it. Yeah, when you make no, a, Deadpool is his, is his like. Yeah. Life character, like yeah. that's like, like he will never play a better character in any movie besides Deadpool. Exactly. So yeah, last night was pretty pretty low key for the most part, but uh, overall, uh, you know, a nice little trying to save a little money and stuff like that. So just nice little uh, chill Saturday evening. What about yourself? Nice, nice. We went to. We also. I also ate bad food. Uh, okay. I ordered uh, this grilled cheese from this place. It was a brisket grilled cheese, so wow. it had like brisket in there. Cheese, still French healthier fries. than I had. <laughs> and then, well, the problem was, is like, so I had grilled cheese and fries, and then I also was like, well, you know, what you know what goes great with this is chicken wings. Oh. So then I ordered like, no, you know, like eight chicken wings, um, and had those as well. Probably should have either had one or the other. Instead, I had both. Um, and then, um, you know, went to a uh, a hookah bar. Uh, we we once every like year or six months, Abby and I will go uh, to a hookah bar. There's one downtown from us, or not downtown. It's not not too far from us. And of course, it's called the, Sphinx. The game? No, it's not Sphinx. It's a different one. It's called Makani. Uh, oh, which it used to be called ISIS. <laughs> they had to change the name. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know where it is. It's yeah. right next to Dunkin' Donuts. Yep, exactly. Six yes, six that's six exactly six. it. So yeah, I, I remember. When, <laughs> I remember when it used to be called ISIS. Yep. And then all, all the whole entire ISIS thing came out on the news. All of a sudden, yeah. they, they got real out of there. Yeah, they're quickly. <laughs> Like uh, yeah, we can't really do that name anymore. Um, oh so no, we go there and it's it's chill for sure. Yeah. But the game I always play in the car is: Are we going to be the only white people in here? <laughs> and the answer is almost inevitably yes every single time. Yeah. So far, the past three times we've been there, I've not seen enough, not that it matters, but it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, I've not seen a single other white face there. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's it's I don't mind it. We had the ESPN was on, so we watched some of the fights last really? night. They didn't have all the way up to the because John uh, Jones' fight was pay per view. But yeah. they had all like the undercards and stuff yeah. like that and prelims, so we were able to watch a couple UFC fights, catch the end of UNC's basketball game. I mean, it was it's not bad because you know like uh, that culture loves sports, so there's 
always going to be sports on the TV and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, an hour and a half or two hours of some, good TVs? some hookah, good TVs, nice yeah. comfortable seats. Okay. Wasn't too bad. Yeah, I mean, I've only been to Sphinx before, I think. Yeah. And that one, that place kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I've been to one other place before. I think it might be over in Chantilly area or something like that. Yeah, just don't ever Google how bad is hookah for you because then it'll be, it'll just tell you about how bad hookah is for you. And it's yeah. like, yeah, smoking hookah is like smoking 100 cigarettes. And you're like, all right, well. Is it really? You know, it's pretty bad. It's like oh really bad for you. Wow. Well, that's why I only do it once in a while. But I thought like, hookah was just like air. No, no, it's, <laughs> it is not good. It is, I basically killed my, like, like took off like five years of my life last night. But, pretty much. You know, it's fun. It's fun. But yeah. uh, we have a very interesting show uh, here today for for the people. Kind of two shows. Yeah, two shows. In a way. Two uploads. Basically, what's going to happen is uh, this show, we're going to talk about the Caps and the Wizards briefly. Not a lot, obviously. The last week has been kind of slow for the most part. Not really going to talk about any Redskins. We're going to keep the combine talk uh, going for next week. Uh, try to get some guys on possibly uh, for multiple uh, guests as, as a whole. But then uh, we're going to talk, like, uh, like I said, Caps, Wiz, Short. Then we're going to talk about what grinds our gears and the Pine Pony Express to end the show. Uh, but then also we're going to have a separate episode, which, Ben, we talked about last week, uh, is going to be our first uh, preview of the Washington National season. We're going to talk mainly all about the pitchers and the catchers for the Washington Nationals. But let's get this episode 22 show on the road right here. It's the D.C. Crossover. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let this is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello, you play to win the game. Welcome, Pine Ponies. It's the DC Crossover, episode number 22 with Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. We are here to talk briefly about the Washington Capitals and also the Washington Wizards today. But Ben... Let's start with the Washington Capitals as they have been on a nice little hot streak and they also just won in overtime in the shootout against the Rangers. John Walton, voice of the Washington Capitals. And we cannot wait to hear his voice in the playoffs. 13 games to go, Mr. Simpson. It's going to be a wild stretch to go down to the finish. Out of those 13 games, the Caps, I tell you, they got to play some tough teams as we have Winnipeg coming up next Sunday, so a week from today. Then they face at Pittsburgh, and they got three games against the Lightning and also two games against the Surging Hurricanes. So right there, seven of the 13, no freebies. Yeah, like you said, it's, it's going to be kind of an interesting stretch, but 
the thing that's helped is the fact that the Caps are playing really hot hockey right now, especially yeah. uh, the win here they got today um, in a shootout, kind of a weird shootout, um, as, yeah. as we were talking about earlier. But now, I mean, you look at the streak that they're on right now, beating Rangers, beating Ottawa, beating the Islanders, uh, and then lose it, and then winning again against the Rangers today. So they've uh, put together something nice here to end uh, February, heading into the March transition, but uh, still a lot of important hockey left to be played, like you said, some Philly games, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, it, it, they're not necessarily out of the woods yet, but they're putting themselves in pretty good position by winning these games that we talked about last episode. you got to win the games you're supposed to be winning. And these lately, um, these last 10 have included a lot of teams that the Caps should be beating and going 7-3 and three in their last 10, four-game win streak. Um, now they get their point total up to 83 to be on top of the Met. I mean, this is this is the right thing for the Caps to be doing right now is playing this sort of hockey, but they got to keep it going here in March. They can't just start laying eggs here um, and, and and find themselves lower and lower in the Met. they got to keep this position. You want to keep where you are right now, and I mean, overall, we're seeing them play really good hockey. Yeah, no doubt about it. Obviously, as Ben just said, the standings, uh, they, leapfro- they leapfrogged the Islanders, and that was a big deal because the Islanders playing very, very good hockey, and then Lately, they've been struggling a little bit. Obviously, uh, right now, they are actually losing to Philadelphia, I believe. And uh, that's not a good sign for them as well. Carolina right on their heels, only three points behind. Uh, but the biggest thing is the Caps have played more games than the Isles, so the Isles are still in the driver's seat. But four wins in a row for the Caps, uh, that's a really big deal going into the last home stretch here, Ben, because the Caps, it seems like over the last few seasons, they've actually had you know, a kind of a roller coaster regular season where it's, you know, they start out strong or they start out really, really, really slow, uh, one or the other, and they go high, they go low, they go high, they go low, whatever it may be, a few different times. But then when it comes down, especially last year to the playoffs, they start to get really hot. And that's what they're doing right now uh, with a shootout win against the Rangers. And again, we mentioned uh, before that this is the time where they have to go out and beat the teams, like you mentioned, that they have to beat. You look at going back into the month of February, uh, they just laid it to the Senators. The Senators, they're probably one of the worst teams in the NHL right now. And then they finally uh, got over the hump with kind of the unlucky breaks they had against the Rangers in the first go-round on the 24th. But they lost to Buffalo, and they also uh, going back, losing to the Ducks. Since then, obviously, it's only been two games, but they finally beat the Rangers. It took a long while. They outshot them by a ton today on the third. Uh, they won in the shootout. And then also they won against the Isles and Barry Trotz in New York. So basically the biggest thing uh, you have to look at right now is the Caps are on pace uh, to make a good seed in the playoffs right now. Let's move into that real quick. Obviously, as you said, the standings, they're top in the Met. Looking at the NHL playoff preview right now, if the, if the season ended today, uh, the bad thing is, is that right now, we can't get rid of them. It doesn't seem like we'll ever get rid of them. But we are going to possibly play the Penguins in the first round. Obviously, yeah. uh, since last week, it has changed, obviously, because we were supposed to play the Hurricanes last week. But it's going to keep seesawing back and forth uh, throughout the next uh, 10 games or so because of the sole fact that you know the Caps have about 13 games left. The Isles have uh, around 14 games left or so. Uh, so that's going to be a, be a real big deal uh, when it comes down to it. But looking at that kind of matchup here, Ben, 
uh, it's going to be a tough one. Obviously, Carl Hagelin actually got on the board today yeah, he did. Uh, with a nice goal. Uh, so that's going to be good if, they, if he can start uh, becoming more in the fold and whatnot. But right now, Pittsburgh, they have two wins. Uh, we have one uh, so far over uh, in, in this season series so far. And they got one more game, of course, like I mentioned before, on the 12th. So right now, it looks like the Caps are in good standing. Uh, and right now, where they stand in the standings, they would actually have home ice advantage in the first round, which we shall take. Yeah, they'll definitely take that. And it is funny because it seems like the Caps uh, always will have to play and still over <laughs> overcome like their playoff demons in a way. And they were yeah. able to kind of get through those demons last year. Um, but, you know, they never fully leave because Pittsburgh's always going to be around. And like you said, right now in the East, it looks like a, a Tampa Bay, Montreal, Boston, Toronto, uh, Caps, Pittsburgh, and Islanders, Carolina is kind of the playoffs going on in the East. Is you know with with some of these other teams still still in the hunt like Columbus and Philadelphia and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean this is one of those things where I, I, I you got to have the confidence in, in the Capitals in a playoff matchup against Pittsburgh, but at the same time you got to have. I don't think you're ever fully comfortable with this type of matchup in a yeah. first round. I think that's the thing about hockey, especially is when you have some history, uh, you know, there, things can get a little interesting. Um, but for the most part, I would be confident with the Caps sending into this. But like you said, you know, coming off of a loss, they do play them on the 12th um, in Pittsburgh to finish off the regular season series. So, you know, maybe that type of game can provide some momentum for the Caps sending in the playoffs in that potential matchup. If you win in Pittsburgh, maybe you think, okay, now in the playoff series, we can possibly get it done, but uh, things are looking pretty interesting for, for the playoffs right now. And I also like that Boston-Toronto possible matchup in the first round, too. I think that could be a fun series as well. So we're almost at playoff hockey, man. It is right around the corner. Yeah, especially with Toronto being the upswing team. Uh, a couple of years ago, you know, they were uh, like an eight seed and different stuff of that nature. So uh, now you look at them with 84 points. They're almost 20 games above 500, which is uh, incredible. Uh, but then you already look at the Tampa Bay Lightning right now. I mean, they got 16 games remaining. They already have 104 points, uh, which is uh, insane, uh, to say the least. I mean, obviously, the next closest team in either the West or the East to Tampa Bay is the Flames, and they are 89 points. So right there, uh, 15 points behind. That's, you know, that's a pretty good amount. I mean, that's like seven games, pretty much. Uh, and, and they've actually played uh, one more game than the Calgary Flames. But still, overall, it's definitely going to be uh, something to watch out for. So obviously, Tampa Bay, uh, mainly they're going to be uh, almost penciled into the semis in the second round, no matter what, because, I mean, they would just wax the floor with Montreal right now. They've won three games against Montreal, and, uh, you know, Montreal's only scored th th uh, six goals in yeah. those three games, while Tampa Bay scored 13. So, <laughs> so basically, uh, looking at the Caps, though, basically we're focusing on that. We can never get rid of Pittsburgh, but that's always going to be a fun matchup, but it's not going to be – I don't think it's ever going to be the type of matchup how the playoffs are, are formatted. And I always try to look for that and say, okay, how is this, how is this going to format? And I'm trying to Google it, and then I get – pissed off because I can never find how the formats are actually uh, made because <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know there's a lot of words I'd rather just see how you know if you see like a printable bracket and it says like you know Metro 1 Metro 2 that, that kind of stuff um, but uh, they don't really, really do that I can't really find one so if you know where uh, to find one then tweet me answer on 16 but at the same time it's definitely going to be a fun little stretch we got going on here and 
uh, previewing some of these other games we will get to. Obviously, they have Philly on the road uh, on Wednesday. Then on Friday, they have the New Jersey Devils at home with a little homestand of two games, the Devils. And then it starts to become a little bit of a stretch. The week of the 10th through the 16th is going to be a very good stretch because they have three games out of four right there against playoff caliber teams. And uh, the good thing I'm looking at here, Ben, is that the Caps actually have the Lightning uh, three times in the next three weeks, uh, two on the road. And then they also, before that last Lightning game, they have two games against the playoff-bound Hurricanes, and they're a hot team as of late right now as well. So you also look at the April. Uh, that's going to be nice because they got two kind of gimme games with the Panthers and the Canadians pretty much. Uh, and then you have a home game against Barry Trotz right before the playoffs, which is going to be fun because yeah, uh, it's, it's a good be, way to finish it off. Yeah, it's going to be a nice little send-off, especially them having two home games and going into the playoffs. But overall, it's going to be a nice little 13-game stretch, and uh, the Caps so far uh, on a roll right now, and right now projected to play the Pittsburgh Penguins. But overall, very, very good uh, win today by the Capitals. We shall see what happens over the next couple weeks. We'll get back to them next week. On to the basketball Washington Wizards. Beal again gets an angle, throws it off the glass and scores. He's been phenomenal. Warren's third of the game. We're tied at 144. Beal, nice move, lays it up and scores. Oh my, 40 points for Bradley Beal. Ah, yes. On to the Washington Wizards. Their team that plays at Capital One Arena. So the the other team, the other team, <laughs> the not as impressive team, the team, you know, if, if you're looking at Ted Leonsis and which, you know, uh, if it's his kids and like which kid is his favorite, uh, by far the Wizards are probably the <laughs> least favorite child in this scenario. Um, and, you know, for the Wizards of late, they picked up a, a nice win in Brooklyn to finish off uh, February, um, which against a good Brooklyn team. So that Play, was playoff like, bound right now. That was kind of a nice win there. And then you lost to Boston on Friday. Uh, kind of a rough, a rough loss there. One hundred seven ninety six. Checking out the box score there. You had Bradley Beal put up his usual, you know, twenty nine. Actually, eleven rebounds from Beal that game, which was a little unusual. But then, besides Beal, you don't really get much help. Fifteen from Sadoransky, fifteen from Jeff Green, but everyone else, uh, you know, didn't really perform that well. So another bad loss for them. So this. This this is the Wizards. We we, we pretty much know uh, they're out. I mean, they're they're out of the playoff picture <laughs> basically um, at this point, especially with kind of where they sit. But the interesting thing um, that that you and I wanted to bring up was uh, there was an article in the Post this week about Ted Leonsis, who um, and what he has uh, discussed about uh, Ernie Grunfeld. Now this was written yeah. in, in the DC Sports Blog by Scott Allen on the twenty sixth and. Back in February, early February, um, you know, Leonsis sends Grunfeld an email to let him know that you know one of the goals, which was to get 50 wins in the regular season, was still attainable. Yeah. All DC had to do was win its last 20, the, the final 26 games of the season, ha, which is ha, obviously ha, ha, ha. you know a stupid. <laughs> uh, I don't even know why that's even a thing. I don't even know why they're emailing about that. I, I don't know, <laughs> but this was one of the things that Leonsis shared in this interview that he had with uh, WUSA Nine um, and Mike Wise, uh, who former Washington. And post uh, columnist Mike Wise, and actually he was on 106.7 The Fan a while, but uh, 
basically this long conversation with Ted Leonsis talking about, you know, the Wizards fan base being frustrated under Grunfeld and, um, you know, and, and Leonsis seemed to acknowledge the fans saying, you know, uh, we, I, I think the fans are appropriately upset yeah. with us. But the real question and the question that you and I have been asking ourselves every single time we do this show is when the hell does Ernie Grunfeld reach this point where he gets fired? Yeah. Because in a lot of scenarios at this point, an NBA GM or president or whatever um, would be fired uh, with this team underperforming like it is. Now, Leonsis came out and said, well, let's see how the season turns out. Um, is is kind of what his well, he was directly asked by Mike Wise about the yes uh, about say, about firing Grunfeld. He said, he said, "Can you go?" We would play the clip right now, but the clip is you know yeah W USA Nine <laughs> put up the clip on YouTube and it sounds like it was recorded like underwater or in a toilet <laughs> and everyone's like, commenting. Are you about not it? a professional news organization? Like you yeah. can't mic up your your guys or something? I mean, yeah, it made no stupid. sense. But still, basically pra- paraphrasing, Mike Wise yeah. said that he's like, "Are you going to go forward with him? Are you going to stuff like that?" Pretty much and he said well let's just see how the season ends you know the fans are disappointed blah 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 he basically was saying that the fans are disappointed and we already know uh that we need to possibly make a change or whatnot um and that's the thing is that that's like the one sliver of hope so far over the last what ben like five years that we've heard from yeah to say anything about ernie grunfeld in a negative fashion yeah i mean he did you know like you said he the the, the quote was around um and actually, this uh, decides to not load and let me. Oh, here we go. So, you know, he talked about we set out goals and you got to meet the goals. And the first goal is make it in the playoffs. He's like, if we don't meet our goals, we have to sit down and take stock on what do we have to do to improve during the offseason. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like a stock answer. But at the same time, you know, it's he has acknowledged multiple times now about how unhappy the fans are. You know, I know the last couple of times I've gone to Wizards games, there has been, you know, collections of fans with fire Ernie signs and things like that oh, yeah. um, outside the arena. At this point, we're just so fed up with this. And here's the thing. Will firing Ernie Grunfeld mean that the Wizards are automatically going to make the playoffs next year and be a great team? No, of course not. But it sends a message to the fans from Leonsis that says, look, I'm fed up. You're fed up. Here's what... You know, here's what's going to happen now is we're going to make some changes and we're going to try to get better. I'm not going to let the same guys make the same mistakes year after year after year. I'm showing you guys as a fan base that I'm taking this seriously. This man is losing his job because of it, and we're going to try to get this right. That's what it tells the fan base if you fire Ernie Grunfeld. Is everything going to get magically happen and be great again? No, of course not. But it sends a message to the fans that, hey, we're listening and we care. Because right now, Mike, I just don't, you know, I, I just... Uh, this, this, I'm kind of upset with Leonsis and with Grenfeld, obviously, um, because you have just so. This has been a very strange season. I mean, you have with the Otto Porter trade. This was another thing Leonsis talked about. Um, you know, Otto Porter came out after this trade and said, you know, they lied to me. They told me, and this is true because we had Leonsis come out and Grenfeld come out and say, we are not training Otto Porter. We're not training Bradley yep. Beal. We're not training John Wall. We're going to keep that core three together. Next thing we know, we read Otto Porter has been traded. <laughs> and, you know, I that know that happens. Like a two-day span. I know it's a business. <laughs> I know that happens. But I'd much rather you come out and say, look, you know, if the right deal comes along, yeah, you know, it was one of these guys like Otto and, and Brad. Like, we, we're, we're, it's our due diligence to look through those opportunities and evaluate if they're right for the team. Don't go out and say... Uh, we're not going to trade them. We're going to keep our core together and then do that. Yeah. I mean, look, we get it. A lot of this is just lies. Like, this is what organizations do at any sport. They lie and they say, yeah, we're not going to trade this guy. And then next week they trade him or, you know, stuff like that. It, it's just, I, I told Abby this <laughs> as a casual sports fan is yeah. don't ever believe anything that an owner 
owner or GM says. Yeah. Don't ever believe it because it's just what they want you to hear or it's just going to be what they tell the media and things like that. So this has already been a weird season, Mike. But if, I, if, if I'm, uh, if I'm uh, Ted Leonsis, uh, which I'd love to be, he's a rich, <laughs> rich MF-er, um, <laughs> then uh, I would you know, look at what's happening uh, you know, with the other team that plays in that arena and look yeah. at the cap success and say, look, we had to make certain choices to get this team to this stage. I'm going to have to make some hard choices on uh, for the Washington Wizards. I'm going to have to fire Ernie Grunfeld because I've given this guy so much rope and he has not succeeded with this team. And this team is limping to the finish line at, uh, to end the season, Mike. Yeah. So I know I'm going on a rant here, but That's fine. This, this team, Ernie Grunfeld has to be fired if this team finishes where they are right now. Yeah. He has to be. And if he's not, if you're a fan, then you need to be... You need to. I mean, I hate the term boycott and all this stuff like that. But um, you know, separate yourself. You you basically need to say, I don't want to invest any money in the Washington Wizards if they're not investing money in me yeah. as a fan. And I and and you know, it's showing the fans are barely even going to this arena now to go catch this crappy effing team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to give you too much work on the editing side, but it's all it's, good. It's uh, you know, it's this has been. Such a frustrating season beyond just the John Wall injury, but just the way this fan base is being treated. Yeah. We are as fans being treated. Uh, it's unbelievable. So fire Ernie, man. Yeah. Fire Ernie. And that's the funny thing is that you look at uh, this whole entire situation and it, it, it just it kind of baffles me that I always go back to uh, Bruce Boudreaux. OK, he, he played here. He was a coach for the Caps. And, uh, and and so many times, uh, you know, time and time again, he won the President's Cup, did this kind of stuff, whatever it may be. And they ended up firing him, and yep. because that, that was back in the days where their defense legit sucked. Like the Caps' defense was horrendous under Bruce Boudreaux. But Bruce yep. Boudreaux was basically kind of like a Mike D'Antoni in the NBA. Very good at offense, defense non-existent. <laughs> like literally zero. Like there was like nothing. Yep. It, I mean, their games would be seven to five, like every single time. And that's the thing is they fired him, and he was winning Presidents trophies, like one of the best teams in the entire NHL. Gel, uh, and, and they fired him. And it, it feels like it's kind of like the tail of the tape here where, you know, you have Mike Tyson in the Capitals and then you have, uh, you know, Buster Douglas on every <laughs> every other instance besides the time he fought Mike Tyson. Yeah. Uh, you know, where he, he wasn't that good. And you, you look at like, you know, David versus Goliath here in the Caps and the Wizards organizations and it just looks like the stagnant Wizards just are okay with whatever happens. When you're there for, what, 13 years or 16 years? I forgot the exact number, how many years he's been there, but and you, and you come down to this situation where, yeah, okay, John Walzer, I don't care if you want to keep mentioning injuries and different stuff like that. Those excuses only go so far. I mean, the Alex Smith thing for the Redskins, per se, the guy broke his leg, like, in 17 different places. Yeah. Okay. There's that's only so a, much you can that's do. That's a huge yeah. injury, okay? Yeah. And there's a lot more people on the field for that. When you have John Wall go down, who's, yes, uh, an all-star, okay? But you weren't playing that great with John Wall in the starting lineup. And then you start, you know, you start playing okay with Sato coming in there and stuff like that. But Sato's a perennial, you know, high-caliber backup, you could say, yep. uh, starting for this team. That's a big deal. And you can't keep saying, oh, well, if we had John Wall. Yeah, you don't have John Wall. Figure it out. I mean, you had the trade deadline come, and you could have got rid of Ariza. You could have got rid of Green. You could have got some type of assets. Look, I mean, look at the, the Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker. You gave uh, you know Jabari another chance or whatever, um, you know, coming out. Uh, you know, I think it was second overall in his draft. And then you see Bobby Portis come out, and he's actually played pretty, pretty darn well for us. And now we see that. But then after that, all the Porter thing, 
you had nothing go on. It's like mm-hmm. show something. Don't say, oh, we're going to re-sign two you know huge veterans that are old as old as anything. You know that, that's like it's just incompetence. Like you see, like they always say, like he's created the fire. Now he has to put it out. The problem with that is. You shouldn't have a, a, a GM that's been there for so long that's creating fires in the first place. A couple fires here and there over, say, a five, six-year span. Okay, you know, you, you, you can work with that. But this guy's done things left, uh, you know, year in and year out it's with terrible. with Gilbert Arenas and all that, the gun stuff, and then Andre Blatch signing him and JaVale McGee. You basically had all these losers that are on this team, and, you know, you, you have a couple good years, and everyone's like, oh, the Wizards are on their upswing, and then all of a sudden they suck again. It's just... I, I just don't get it. Right now, they stand at 25 and 37. They're like three or four games behind Charlotte in the ninth seed, which isn't even a playoff seed, for chance. Yeah. And then, it, then you, you only have about 20 games left. So it's like, honestly, you look at this situation, and, you, and you know, some of the games, you, you're, you're losing to the Hawks. Yeah. You know, you, the, the Knicks are taking you, you know, down to the wire or, or something of that nature, where it's like, you, know, you don't have LeBron. Yes, okay. The Lakers, they suck. They're, they're three games below 500, even though LeBron was hurt a little bit. But still, they got LeBron to, to lean on. You know, the Wizards, they have Bradley Beal, but Beal's scoring 25 to 35 points a game, and they, you still can't win. You know, it's it's just there's there's something broken here, and I think it starts from the top. And I'm, and, and you could say it's Leonsis' fault for having uh, Grunfeld employed for this, this long. But like you said, look at both Franchise. Look at the Caps and look at the Wizards. The Caps just won a Stanley Cup. They, they're getting rid of coaches that are winning President's Trophies because it's not good enough because their defense sucks. But um, McClellan's here now, but George McPhee was here before, and now he's with the Vegas Knights, and look what he did. It's like you have guys that are being replaced with other guys that are doing a good job because that's what top-tier teams do. But then you look at the Wizards, and the Wizards are just stagnant in, okay, you know, we get a draft. Oh, we get John Wall. Okay, now we're going to turn the table, and we're going to make a number two seat. No, it's not going to happen. And it's just it's – just, uh, it's basically a sinking ship at this point to the point where you're literally on the the door that Rose and Titanic is laying on. <laughs> and Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio yeah. Is, uh, is Grunfeld. And he's sitting there saying, hey, please, you know, <laughs> let, 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 scoot over and let me sit on this door. And, and Rose is is Leonta saying, I'm never going to let you go. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's, it's just it's terrible, this, man. This relationship is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, and, and the last thing, the last point in this is, you know, the East was always one of those conferences where the Wizards were, you know, a top five team in the East and the whole game was wait until LeBron leaves the conference and then things will open up. And there are other teams that also made note of that. I mean, teams like Toronto, teams like Milwaukee, teams like Boston. I mean, these were all teams uh, that also were like, oh, my God, let's just wait until LeBron leaves and then it's going to be our time. The Wizards were supposed to be one of those teams and they weren't and and they aren't. They are not because and, and, you know, you look at those other teams and what they were able to do stockpile talent, keep the guys that are good, sometimes making out Outrageous trades. I mean, signing Kyrie Irving and things like that for Boston. I mean, that was a a, a big deal. Um, also, Boston, Boston, by the way, three three number ones this year. Yeah. Also, over <laughs> overrated Boston Celtics. I mean, they've already fallen yeah. down to the fifth seed. Get get out of here, uh, you know, Boston fans thinking they're going to get another title now. With they're, Boston they're overrated, but at the same time, like I said, they have three number one picks. Well, yeah, yeah. We, we if, have barely. If, if, if the Wizards have had, and they've had number one picks for the last like five years. Yeah.
years because of that <laughs> giant trade with Brooklyn yeah. from well, a while back with KG and, and Paul Pierce and all those guys. But, uh, you know, the Wizards were supposed to be up there, and they are not, and they're simply just making the wrong decision. If Brooklyn can turn it around like they have and be in the top six in the yeah. East, then what the hell are we doing here? People were saying Brooklyn for a long time, for about two or three years, they were saying that they're not going to go anywhere fast. And right now, you know, they're one game below 500, but, you know, they sucked the past two, three years. I mean, they yeah. were awful. And then you look at the, the Wizards for, the, for this instance. I just looked it up. They are second. I think, yeah, they are second, second in the league for worst opponents points per game. And it's, it's unbelievable. 117 points they're letting in. 117 a game. That is unbelievable. That's and crazy. They're scoring 113. That's great. The only team that's beat them is the Hawks. And the Hawks, they, they are, they're 20 games, 21 games below 500. And they're they're basically tanking. So it's like so a team bad. that's sitting there. I heard it on the radio uh, earlier uh, uh, this week that they said that the Wizards, who are actively trying to win yeah. for some odd reason, they're trying to win. I mean, they they are literally only a couple games above certain teams in, in the league, which, which is honestly – Dude, you look at this. It's, it's just hysterical because you get the Wizards literally 22 and a half games behind and 27 games the Hawks right below them who only have four less losses. The biggest deal, a team that's actively trying to win is literally losing mm-hmm. and they're actually trying when the Hawks, the Bulls, and the Cavs and Knicks are literally trying to tank. Yeah. I mean, they, both, they all have yep. almost in the teens of wins and it's like, I don't get it. The Wizards are literally trying to win, and they, they still can't beat the wor- the best, the, the, the worst teams. It's just like, oh, it's so embarrassing. So, I, I mean, if 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 there's some – got to have an emergency podcast if Ernie, <laughs> if Ernie Grunfeld gets fired because, oh, yeah. I mean, it's almost – if Ernie Grunfeld gets fired, it's almost on the same uh, wavelength as Bryce Harper signing. Yeah. Like, seriously. It would be it would huge be, news. I, I mean, it would be talked about throughout the entire town. So. It would be huge news. So – you know, as far as the the final thoughts on the Wizards just go, it's again they sit in the eleventh seed right now. They're they're pretty, you know they've lost three of their last ten. Um, you know this is clearly not going to be a playoff team, so they are definitely going to need to be some decisions made yep. um, after uh, you know after this season. And Leonsis is going to have to make those types of hard choices. So we'll see yep. kind of how that plays out. Before we get to what grinds our gears in Pine Pony Express, let's give a quick thanks to our two sponsors here, Tex-Mex and We Organize. The DC Crossover is presented by Parando's Tex-Mex Grill. Located in Ashburn, Virginia, this family-owned restaurant gives you that warm and welcoming feeling as you walk through their doors. With two patios, fresh food, and weekly specials, you'll never be unsatisfied. Make your reservation today. Visit parandostexmex.com for all the details. The DC Crossover is supported by We Organize, specializing in the Northern Virginia area. We Organize transforms your space from chaos to peace. Complicated to simple and cluttered to calm. If you're in the market for professional organizing assistance, schedule an appointment today. Dial 571-310-1315. That's 571-310-1315. We organize. Places, spaces, people. You know what really grinds my gears? 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 You, America. And that, people, is what grinds my gears. Welcome you back to the DC crossover right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. Mike's around Ben Simpson on the mics for you guys. It's episode number 22, a brief and shortened episode 22. And again, this is the DC crossover where we cross over all four major sports teams in the DC market. 
But this is the time where we stray away because Ben and I just can't help it sometimes. We have to go into non-sports topics because we kind of got two personalities that are similar in humor. Then also uh, Ben is a little bit more funnier than me. At least I say so. Oh, yeah, Uh, absolutely. Just because the weird thing is that I kind of do it with my sister, too. My sister laughs at me almost anything I say. And that's kind of the way I I look at you. Like You you start saying something, then I start laughing. I don't know why. Uh, It's just I get maybe it's sympathy. I don't know Um, for, for your. Uh, for your whole entire uh, yeah. side side view, your profile of uh, the RWP and everything. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, it's rough. DC crossover. We're going to cross over all four major sports teams. And now on to what grinds our gears in today's society. Ben, would you like to lead us Oof. off? Okay, okay. I will I will lead us off. I, I had a couple things I was thinking about initially that I could have gone with, especially with the, the bad weather we had. I could talk, I've, I've talked about got people that drive like 80 miles an hour when it's snowing and yeah. it's leading outside, which is oh, the yeah. worst. Um, but here's here's kind of what grinds my gears, and, and it's more about uh, the fact that this doesn't exist yet. Is so, gas stations have not really changed for the last you know sixty years at this point. In the old days, yeah, they did have like a gas station attendant or something like that, and yeah. they would fill your gas for you. And they still do that in certain states like New Jersey, and I, I believe you can't fill your own gas. Why? Really? At, yeah, yeah. I remember being huh. very confused when I drove through <laughs> New Jersey once and had to get gas because there was a guy standing there. And like he's like, no, no, stay in your car. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. And then like he fills it, and then I was like, oh, do I tip him? Like, what's the deal here? Um, and uh, but what I want in today's society is how come there isn't the ability for me to stay in my car and be able to like press a couple buttons and have gas get fill in my tank? Because yeah. the worst thing, especially weather like this, having to. Get out of my car, yep. being pelted by the snow, by the rain, almost spilled water all over the table. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's freezing cold, and I have to get out of my car. The, the buttons on these machines are ancient as well. They haven't changed for 60 years. It never can recognize what I'm pressing. The next thing I know, it says, <laughs> type in your zip code, and I'm pressing like 15 ones, and I'm not able to get that in. Um, and then I'm always, as soon as I put my credit card in, I know, okay, my identity is about to be stolen immediately because uh, I don't trust any of those machines. So I'm having to get out there. I have to press the buttons, put it in my car, and then I have to just stand there in the freezing cold. Yeah. Um, sometimes I do that move where you get back in the front seat and you kind of close the door almost all the way, and you just kind of sit there. But the car's not on, so you're still freezing. Exactly. And then you have to get back out. Oh, is it done? You know, gas is spilling all over the place. You pull the thing back out. You put it back in, and we get back in the car. There's got to be a better way. There has got to yeah. be a way, some sort of you know, systematic robot arm that I can like stay in my car. Like I'm ordering at a, fa- at a drive through um, or something like that. Where I, if we can stay in our cars when we order food, why can't we stay in our cars when we get gas? Yeah. That's what I want to know. So there's got to be some sort of button system that's right there. Boom, boom. I press a couple things. Boom. The robot ar- arm comes down. I, I can pay and do everything on this little thing that I can reach out my window. Kind of like Sonic. Ex- ex- kind of like Sonic <laughs> is what I was thinking. Um, not the hedgehog, but yeah. the, but the uh, restaurant. And then, you know, it, we would all be just so much happier, I feel like, as a people, well, if I have, we could stay in our car. I have two questions about that. Sure. So, number one is uh, the, the pumps that you, you get that yes. are extremely slow. Yeah. Or you see the, the, the hose in the, in the station, like a Sunoco or something like that. Yeah. The hose is like... It's got li- like five knots it's, in it. Well, yeah, it's like, it's, like a, it's like a straw. Like yeah. It's, it, yeah. You're, you're sitting that. there. You got like a 17-gallon tank. You're sitting there for half an hour. Like, yeah. that's the one thing that, I, that grinds my gears about that. My question is, why did they ever take away the attendant? Now was that That's a great question? Was that like a, an outrage for people that really wanted to do their own thing and be independent, or because?
because you're taking away American jobs. That's a jobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm and trying to bring jobs back to America. <laughs> yeah, bring jobs back so to America. So I can America stay here. in my car. Well, now, I don't need it because I'm pretty <laughs> sure in New Jersey it's like literally illegal for you to pump your own gas, which I find strange. I don't think we need that. But I do like the idea is, hey, look, pay guy, you know, 10 bucks an hour, stand out there. Uh, you know, I know these oil, you know, these oil companies have money. This isn't, uh, you know, this, uh, not that, you know, the gas stations are necessarily the same as the oil companies, but, yeah. you know, uh, you know that these places got to have some money. Pay a guy 10 bucks an hour. Let me, and you don't need to have one at every single pump. Just have a couple guys that can move around, things like that. Like, it, yeah. you know, Costco, don't they have like guys that are sitting all over well, the place? They, they have they have a guy like an attendant there if, yeah. if you need help for for whatever. why would you need help? Well, because some people are idiots and they're always yeah, like they, they just oh Costco oh look how look at this gas yeah, it's so cheap much gas. cheaper than, than than Exxon. So the people are so why. confused that they need a man to tell them hey it's well, the, cheaper. Well, no, no, they need it. They need him there because he tells them uh, you need a Costco card. And they're like oh we don't have Costco. Can you, can you give me one? And they're yeah. like you know some people are really idiots. Like the one of the first times I ever went to Costco for gas uh, when I got my own membership because I used to work, use my mom's membership back in the day. Sure, like sure, that. sure. We all um, did. But uh, I got my own membership and I literally uh, went to go pump gas and someone said, can I use your card? And I said, no. No. That's <laughs> like a stranger? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> just no. He, was, he was behind me. Just Hell no. He's like, can I, can, I use your, can I use your Costco card? And I no. Said, I said, uh, no, absolutely not. He, he, he said, "Well, come on, man. I, I left mine at home." And I said, "No way." Well, if you knew, that's you're not going my to, problem. You knew to go to Costco. You need to swipe that card. Yeah. Make sure you have that card. Yeah, no, I, I am completely in agreement with you. People do that all the time, though, because of the yeah. sole fact of like, oh, my car is—it's not my wallet. If my wife has lies, it. it's all yeah. lies. It's like no, they, yeah, they just—they they scam all the time. And it's like yeah. I'm like no, and the guy's like he was basically thinking I was being an ass to him. And I was like, I am being an ass to you basically because I don't want you to use my card. Yeah, you don't know who this guy is. It yeah. doesn't matter. I had a, a woman at a gas station once like. Come up to me and and like she was like she told me this giant story about like needing just like you know ten bucks for gas to get back to so and so place because something this happened and that happened and that happened. I don't need your life story. And I was like I I told the lady I was like look I don't have any cash I'm not gonna like give you my credit card and she was like yeah you're right that's probably not a good idea. I was like all right well you know maybe ask somebody else. But the awkward thing was I hadn't even started pumping my gas yet so then I had to like just stand there and she's just like looking at me from her car like parked in the like in the parking lot just kind of staring at me as I'm pumping my own gas and I was just like. I, I'm sorry, lady. I can't help you. That. Yeah. There's because you know she's probably taking my credit card, writing down the digits on her phone, oh, yeah. and then next thing you know, uh, I'm getting charged in you know Nebraska. Why are you taking my credit card in your car? Yeah. See, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. But that's that's interesting because I I don't have a Costco membership. My father does. I've been with him maybe a couple times when I was younger, yeah. going through the gas line. But I personally have not gone through the gas line. Like I've gone to Costco. I to know get about the Costco it's, scam? Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a scam, all right. That's for sure. Because like I said, everyone goes because like, it is so much cheaper. Because I've seen people actually. Legit, go and and because I've seen it from afar, like because I like I'll be pumping yeah. my gas at the last pump or something like that, and then I see people uh, across the way saying, "Can I use your card or something like that?" It's just like people do that crap all the time. It's just stupid, you know. You should have like a like a pin number or something like that, not a card, you know, because that would, that would be you know pretty impressive too to have something of that nature. But yeah. at the same time, it's it Costco for me right now. It's like I have I don't shop there a ton, but um, you know when I need to go get essentials like toilet paper or different stuff like that, I'll, sure, I'll go you, there because you go to Costco, you can. 
can buy like you know, 300 30. rolls of toilet paper <laughs> yeah for 17 cents yeah um but uh basically yeah, i go there for gas like that because gas uh, a couple weeks ago was like 189 or something like that it's <sighs> unbelievable um and then uh somewhere where, where i work uh it was like 245 or something i was like i don't, I don't know how that's even legal <laughs> yeah like 60 cents cheaper what, um, does costco just know a guy they just they just they, know they, people yeah, that, they're out in alaska pumping that oil i guess um but yeah so that's definitely something that uh that, that we need to look at that and say why i think there, there must have been like protests or something that's so crazy where they just took away american jobs of the the, the gas station attendant yeah because, bring back the attendants man yeah so who knows about that my grind my gears is yes. uh about the show my 600 pound life okay um it now people now, I don't know if they call it a disease or sure. disorder or whatever they want to call it uh-huh. uh, of a compulsive eating or whatever it's called. Yeah. Whatever it is, I might have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So literally, um, me and Jen, she, she stumbled upon it, I think, or, or something of that nature. Um, and, we, and I was, I went to work and she, and she texted me cause she, it was her day off and she texted me and says, so, uh, this lady just, uh, legit, uh, you know, said she couldn't get the surgery because she was too overweight. She needed to lose a little weight. And I was like, okay, and? And they said, well, yeah, she lied to the doctor for like two months. Oh, wow. Saying that she was only drinking water and, cra- and eating crackers. Yeah. But she was sneaking in uh, delivery guys to deliver it through like a window or something like that. What the? So the person hell? that was living with her or something like that. I I forgot the entire story, but it was legit. Someone like they, they were lying. And then all of a sudden, the, they, she started slandering the doctor online stuff like that because he wouldn't give her the surgery because she weighed six hundred pounds. Jeez, you, you need you, you need to get down to a certain weight or something like that. Uh, and uh, it was, I mean, oh my god, like, that show probably irritates me the most because. Yeah. I understand if you have a compulsive eating disorder or whatever it may be, and I'm not going to get into all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You, if, if you have that kind of, th- I mean, if if the show is you know putting you on and saying, hey, you know, this is a, this is a surgery that's going to change your life. You're going to be able to walk instead of having somebody roll you over like a like a rolling pin <laughs> on on dough. Like it's like I saw a preview for it, and this lady. Dude, I, I, you could you didn't even know it was a person. Like it was like, you, like they just like started screaming and like and, and the person's like rolling them over and it just looked like I don't even know like like bags of sand. Just yeah, like rolling, I mean it's just like I don't know the science behind <laughs> it, but I'm pretty sure that like there is no disease that makes you 600 pounds. Yeah. Like there's got to be some starting point where like. You know, at some point you started eating sleeves of Oreos and you got to this stage and then maybe the disease happened and and made it worse. But there's no way that you start as like a hundred and, you know, 60 pound person. The next thing you know, you're 600 pounds uh, and you're just like, I've been eating salads every day. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I started laughing because this whole fact that when Jen told me that story, I'm like, I'm like, are you serious? And then all of a sudden she said she watched another episode and somebody was actually dumping sugar on like 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 legit dumping sugar on spaghetti. Oh wow! And I said, okay. I gotta try I, that. I, yeah, <laughs> I texted Jen. I said, "That's like a crime all on its own because spaghetti yeah. is so good with mayonnaise. Yeah, you don't need. Why were you pouring? You don't need sugar. It's, it's, on it's, it's it. like it's like having you know spaghetti cereal. Like spaghetti's already like not great for you. I mean, like it's a bunch of carbs, and if you don't work off those carbs, it's it's not it's not great. But like. Sugar on spaghetti does not sound. It's, that sounds like something out of Elf. Like remember he <laughs> did like the the gravy and like chocolate sauce and M and M's and stuff on the spaghetti, and it just was oh disgusting. I sat there. And I, <laughs> she texted me that I was like, "You, you got to be serious. You, you can't be serious. This is, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard." Well, the weird thing to me is also what grinds my gears with that is also just the fact that like, why are we putting these people on television? Yeah. Like uh, unless unless it's to like you know shame them and be like, hey. 
Well, this person didn't even get the surgery, so I don't even know yeah. if on an episode. Yeah, it's it's they, it's wild. Well, they, they probably filmed so much they were like, we we gotta put we gotta put Stacy on this episode. Because <laughs> <I'll tell you, laughs> if I work on that show, that immediately puts me on a diet. Like if I'm like a camera guy for that show, I'm like, yeah, hell no, I'm not yeah, ending sit, up like sit, this sit, guy. This guy with a dish sponge, just like sponging. I mean, it's like, and I like the idea of uh, the delivery people having to deliver this food because, like in Uber Eats and stuff, you can add notes, yeah. like to for your delivery order, like extra napkins or like uh, when I get Peruvian chicken, I go extra yellow sauce. So you got to get the yellow sauce. It's like a sweeter sauce. A sweeter sauce. Um, and then like, uh, but, but what if you added in there? Also, cl- there's a ladder next to the house. Climb up third floor window. <laughs> the, the window will be open. Just throw the bag in there. <laughs> I'll give you an extra tip or something like that. Imagine like just including no, she, a note she, like she, that. She would tip over the phone. I mean, she can't Also, move. no way she was on the third floor. <laughs> She's definitely a first floor apartment for her. Um, it's wild, man. And then like I've seen some of those shows too where the people literally have to be like pulled out with cranes. Like literal cranes. Oh, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that. I have to like get them out because they, they're just that big. I get, and like I like I'm not gonna shame somebody who's like you know a little overweight like myself and like you know it's like it, it happens. I'm not gonna shame you, but if you're 600 pounds, I have no problem with talking s to you yeah. uh, or about you because that's just insane. Well, when it gets to that point, you sit there and you like that's why I get so frustrated with that show because it's like they get so defensive about. It. They're like yeah. they're like. I can't help myself. I have to eat this, these chips ahoy right now for breakfast. Like, it's just like, you, you sit there and you're just like, like, what? Like, like, what's going on in that mind of yours that makes you want to sit there and dump sugar Ooh, all chips over? Chips ahoy for breakfast sounds pretty good. It, it does sound good. And like that co- what, cookie crisp, right? That was yeah. the cookie cereal. Yeah. That was like the underrated cereal because no one ever wanted to get it. Because yeah. like, their parents were always like, oh, I'm not going to get yeah, you that. Yeah, I can't get you like I'll cookies get you, for I'll get cereal. You, yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. yeah. It was like the worst marketing tactic. It was, it was like, literally cookie crisp. <laughs> it was like literal cookies in the milk. And like, there's no cereal part. I don't even know why it was so called a cereal. Like, there's no like grain. It's, it's literally little tiny cookies in the milk. And that's all you're eating. Yeah. You're just literally eating soggy cookies dipped in milk, yep. which I will say is great, great. obviously. Like, there's oh, yeah. no, I see no issue with that, but don't yeah. brand it as cookie. Put it in the dessert aisle. Yeah. And that's, I mean, what, that's the funny thing is that parents never wanted to buy that because they're always like, no. like you said, I don't want to put, I don't want to give my son cookies for breakfast. Yeah. And then they go, oh, fruity pebbles. Oh, it has fruit in it. You know, then they, say, yeah. then they think of stupid stuff that's like that. That's the trickery there. I, I, I can't even remember last time I've had cereal. It's been a long time. Yeah. Because I just don't, I don't, I just don't eat it. I, my go to was always Cheerios. Um, oh, but I know that's like the Plain most plain Cheerios, one. That's one thing. Yeah. Frosted Cheerios is another thing. No, no. But I was geez, plain Cheerios. Plain just Cheerios. like I was a 70-year-old man <laughs> in a nursing <laughs> home. Trying to lower uh, your cholesterol. Plain Cheerios and like coffee black. And I'm like eight, you know, eight years old or something <laughs> like that. Like, God, the economy. Uh, and like. <laughs> uh, newspaper out. Yeah. Exactly. Post out. And like. Uh, but I, what I've been doing now is. Because uh, I, I don't really usually eat breakfast in the morning. It's Unless it's the weekend. I just don't yeah. really think about it in the morning. I just eat an early lunch. But late. Lately, I've been doing. I've been getting bagels from the grocery, toasting that puppy up, yeah. and then slathering on the cream cheese, throwing it in a Ziploc yes. bag, bring it to work with me, and then I'll eat it at my desk. But then when I run out of cream cheese, I go with the butter. And I'll tell you, man, there's nothing better than buttering up that bagel, both sides, sticking it together, putting it in a Ziploc bag, and then letting the butter just seep into it. And then uh, later on, when you take it out, it's like it's soggy, but it's still delicious because it's covered in butter. And then you remember why you're overweight. (laughs) I I, I look at it this way and say... Whenever you have a certain situation like that where you just have, like, soggy food, 
but it's people usually it's, gonna be good. People think it's just gonna be disgusting, but then you look at it and you're like, well, this, I mean, this is just this is just too good. It's usually, I mean, anything that's soggy because of butter or milk, you know, usually is going to be pretty good. Or if it's like a piece of pizza and it's like soggy because of the grease, it's like, oh yeah, this is gonna be delicious. Um, yeah. That's usually a good sign. Sogginess. Usually a good sign of, of things if you're into, you know, eating food that's not good for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Man. Oh, geez. We could go on and on and on about that. Oh, um, yeah. That would have to be a separate Sorry, episode. getting me hungry for dinner. I know. I'm actually kind of starving. Uh, I'm going to take a sip of this water and try to fill up. Yeah, here. last week picked up that Lito's Pizza because uh, of the Oscars, remember? That's right. Yeah, man. Lito's Pizza. And a good thing. So uh, Abby will eat as well. So it's, it's, it's nice. So it's not just like me sitting there like eating an entire pizza. She'll, she'll eat it as well. Um, not Definitely not as much as me. Um, um, yeah. But, like, uh, she's not over there eating a salad while I'm eating an entire pizza. Um, but I will say, man, Lido's is – the best part about Lido's is because it's those, those tiny little squares, it tricks your mind into thinking, like, oh, I haven't really had that much pizza. <laughs> I've only had, like, one Meanwhile, slice. you're eating, like, 16 of those, and those probably equal, like, five or six slices, and you're like, yeah. ah, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> but, man, Lido's is one of my – and also, very underrated is Lido's wings. You get their jumbo wings. Really? You would, you would never think that Lido's wings are as good as they are, but they are. That's underrated. The problem is I think Lido it's, – it's Lido, not Lido. Eh, it's uh, Lido's. Yeah, I said Lido's. There's time. an apostrophe. Uh, <laughs> I put the apostrophe there. Uh, so basically, Lido's. I've I've had it so many times when I was younger. Yeah. And I always thought it was pretty good. So that my dad loves it and stuff like that. I always thought it was pretty good. But I think lately, they're all their food. Like they they've revamped it. I think of, yeah, of probably. I haven't. I mean, I never had that kind of stuff because you always go to Lido's. And you're like, you know, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get pasta or whatever. I'm not, I'm just gonna get pizza. Yeah. But now I think a lot of their other stuff is getting you know revamped. And, and they don't deliver, which is tough. You have yeah. to do a pickup or eat it there at the store. At well, the at the think place. about it now with all these delivery apps. I'm pretty sure they They'll might probably get on the lead. Oh man, I, I'd love to get some Lido's delivered yeah. by Uber Eats. Yeah. I know I Uber eated uh, those grilled cheese uh, on uh, Saturday night Where or from? last night. It was like a pop up grilled cheese just available. Available on Uber Eats type deal. It's like really? a, ma- a regular restaurant put together their own little pop-up menu f- specifically for huh. Uber Eats orders, and it was all grilled cheese-based. Wow. It was all like – it was literally like uh, – yeah, you could get like brisket br- grilled cheese, bacon grilled cheese. You could get uh, roast beef grilled cheese. Like it had all these different grilled Impressive. cheeses. And uh, and it was, it was pretty damn good, I will say. Wow. Yeah, there's a place in Leesburg called Bites. And that bites. place bites. We should we should get we should get some of that oh, sometime. Oh, man. It's a grilled cheese place. They have a bunch of different grilled cheeses and tomato soups and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it's pretty much a good it. combo. Yeah, yeah, it's a great combo. Yeah, and uh, that's basically all they had. And it was I I never been there yet, but they have like I think they have bingo or something like that on like like Saturday or Friday. Yeah. I don't know, one of the nights of the week. And uh, it's it sounds the problem pretty, is pretty is pretty I I've been eating grilled cheeses, but I also have another half marathon in under like sixty days, and I have not ran in about two months. So. <laughs> Not gonna go well. Oh my god! That one time in college, <laughs> me and uh, me and uh, Kevin actually had—I don't know why we did this. We were just we were bored, I guess, really a lot that day. Uh, we ended up doing a grilled cheese uh, grill off. Oh uh, yeah, and, yeah uh, and I make a mean grilled cheese. Yeah, I say. yeah, so do I. So what we did was we said everything in the house today is up for grabs. Okay, make whatever the heck you yeah. want. And make two grilled cheeses. Mm-hmm. Uh, one could be like a taster or something like that. The mm-hmm. other one would be the official one. And um, legit, I don't know. I don't know if we actually had a winner. <laughs> yeah. Because um, uh, we both made two completely different ones. Sure. Because uh, I had like. I had a lot of sea salt in there, okay, and okay. I put uh, obviously uh, the, the, the ham and the cheese, or not the, the, the okay. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I got That's the okay. cheese yeah, and I'm I getting put, excited. Yeah, I yeah, know I am. And then I put the ham on there as well, 
Okay. Uh, it's a nice sliced deli yeah, ham. Yeah, which that's for you. I like any, I like my meat, a little bit of meat on my grilled yeah, cheese. I, sure. Not a lot though. I put like yeah, just a, a little cup, bit. cup of slices. A little you don't bit, want to take add, away from the cheese exactly. too much. So uh, the, the the key ingredient though is butter because my yep. my grandmother. Graham used to sit there and uh, and and lather. Both. Yeah, you got to lather on both sides. Yep. yep, lather on both sides, and she put it on there, and then that that makes it makes the it makes the, the bread worthwhile. Oh, for sure. Because it, so you always go into a grilled cheese and you see like someone just like put you know two pieces of toast with yeah, cheese. Yeah, you can't. It's do that. like that. The, the, no, the you have to put worthless. butter on both sides. I saw a video that they put mayo on both sides. Wow. I, 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 I I'm not going to knock before. it until I try it. Yeah. But I, I saw they said that it was like one of those things. It was like trust us. This this is delicious because I've definitely done the butter on both sides, which is the best move possible. Um, so I'd be interested. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk a little grilled cheese <laughs> again here. Yeah. Um, uh, they were actually we're thinking. Abby and I are thinking about going. It's funny the day before this half marathon that I probably will end up skipping <laughs> um, is the uh, grilled cheese festival. Um, oh, there's oh, grilled cheese festival. I think I heard about that. Where's yeah, that? I think, I think it's like in DC or something. Yeah, yeah I heard. It's about like that. Uh, in, in April or something, right? Yeah, it's in April. That's when the half marathon is. So oh, I ugh. think we may need it to comes. do. We might need to do a remote broadcast from the grilled cheese festival. <laughs> you, you, we'll see. We'll I see. I wonder how we can do that. A remote broadcast. Well, I can bring along a. We, well, we could just pre-record it. So I can bring along uh, my handheld mic. That's right. Because um, I have that, and that's portable. And you know, we could. Uh, do a little uh, we're, little we're, review. Oh, we're gonna end, we're, review. We're gonna end up never sitting here ever again. Just do it. Just do it. You know what we should do? We should say screw the sports. Just start doing food reviews. Not, like, have like an hour food review every single week. That'll just, be the key to people's oh hearts. Gosh. I'll tell you that. Yeah, we'll go broke doing it. But uh, last thing here, we got to get to this pine pony though. Yeah. We got to get to the pine pony. Pine pony express. I'll start off mine real sure. fast because I have a lot and I got to get rid of them. Uh, so mine, I'm going to go by pretty quick. It was okay. posted back in February. Um, like I said, I have a lot of them on here. Uh, Florida politician. Accused of licking faces has resigned. Um, and <laughs> okay. of course, it's Florida. Uh, it says Commissioner Nancy Oakley is being accused of sexually harassing a former city manager. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, she violated state law because she was exhibiting inappropriate behavior when she licked the city manager's face at a fishing tournament in 2012. Uh, reports say that their testimony from multiple witnesses saying Oakley has also touched then the then city manager inappropriately and that, and that she was intoxicated at the same time. Um, so really, uh, I'm not going to go any, any further cause it's, it's just pretty stupid, okay. um, but you, you, you think about this, a uh, high standing official drinking a little bit, that's fine. You know, you can have a little bit of fun, but why sit there and say, I'm going to lick this guy's face uh-huh. uh, when I'm when I'm toasty because I've been drinking before and I've had a lot you know some a lot of occurrences where I've had a little too much to drink or whatever. Sure. My first my there. first second or tenth thought isn't I'm going to go lick this person's face. No. Because that's just I mean it's just odd. I, there has to be something mental going on with that 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 lady. I mean she resigned because she started licking faces. And what's up with all these face things with politicians now? You got the black face. You got this other guy flicking yeah, faces. You got all right. the, like, what's up with all the, the all the face talk? I'm with you though. I don't. <laughs> I mean, again, I, we've you know we all went to college, so yeah. you know, we've all been very very drunk, um, and I've uh, you know we've all done stuff we're not proud of. But I would not say that I had ever ever thought anything about licking faces yeah. um, when I've been uh, drunk. But especially if I'm a person in power, I'm not getting into that as well. So that is very weird. Um, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a story here. So uh, there's this guy, Gare Helgemo. Right, he's the world's number one bridge player, and if you've ever played bridge, the card game. Okay. Um, so you know it's usually played by like old people. I, I know my grandma was good at bridge. Um, 
apparently he has been banned for doping. Ooh. So the apparently bridge players are subject to the same anti-doping rules as other Olympic sports, <laughs> um, which I was unaware of. Take a look at this guy. This is the guy. Um, so there you go. Looks like he might murder uh, somebody. Yeah, and uh, he so he failed a drugs test. So he's Norwegian. He was handed a one-year ban. Ah, can't trust them. After testing positive for synthetic testosterone and a female fertility drug. I don't know where that's coming into play. Um, (laughs) But the fact that a card game with four players sitting around a table um, with cards could have the same drug testing as Olympic sports baffled me. Um, Because I just don't understand how me taking steroids is going to help me be better at bridge. It's a card game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why anyone in their right mind in that works for this committee or whatever isn't like, you know what, this one rule that we have, probably a dumb idea. Yeah. I don't think we need to test those guys for that. But apparently... Oh, they're all about equality. Gear Helgemo, you know, ran into some trouble <laughs> there. So he's, he's got a one-year, uh, you know, ban for doping. Uh, poor guy. Ban for and he was cards. the world's number one bridge player. Well, number two is now number one. Yeah, so that's the that's who's the, who's the happiest the happiest person in with all of this is the number two bridge player, the guy who could never beat um, him. Yeah, and he's like about to inject something in his arm. He's like, oh god, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa. I, I got first took, now. I just took over the title. <laughs> um, so in case you were wondering, yeah, that's uh, there is Why still is this doping scandal faster than everybody yeah, else? yeah. There is still doping scandal in bridge, which out of all the card games. Got to be one of the lower rent card games out of them all, as far as like interest. I mean, you got to go up there with your poker uh, for sure. At fun yeah. at activity, I know you're a poker player yourself. Sure. Um, you know, and then you got your you know go fish, which is a classic. Yeah. Your solitaire for those lonely people out there, um, or you could do double solitaire if you've got a friend. Yeah. Um, rummy. To, yeah, rummy, gin rummy, uh, a classic there as well. Classic. I always like the war because that game yeah, was like was for fun. idiots because you don't really have to do anything. It's just like, is this garbage? to the net card? Yeah. And then, like, you know, that's all you do. And the game takes, like, two hours yep. because you go through an entire card deck. Uh, so there's war. But war, war is always fun. And you have the same card that comes up on the book. Uh, yeah, then W-A-R, war. Yeah, and you flip it over. And then there's Go Fish, classic as well. Classic. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say Bridge Got is... Any threes. Bridge is... Well, yeah, do you have any threes? <laughs> no, I don't. What if we have to record an episode of just playing Go Fish? playing Go Fish, yeah. Got any uh, kings? <laughs> I, think, I think we could get a Twitch live stream of that, and I think people would appreciate I was just playing regular card games. But Bridge, yeah, not one of those go-tos, I feel like, for a lot of people, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so that's the Pine Pony Express <laughs> there. <laughs> I don't know what, some cards talk. I, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> that's the Pine Pony Express. we got to get to our second episode we do, here. We do, we do, we uh, do. Coming up again. Before the, it looks like it stopped uh, snowing tell. out there. Who knows, man? Because uh, it was snowing kind of hard, and then it stopped. And looks like it's looks like there's some particip- particip- uh, some participation part- 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 outside. <laughs> so, huh? Some participation out there gotcha. uh, by the by the rain. Um, but uh, yeah, so we got to get to our second episode here in a quick second. So definitely go over and check out that one. It's going to be our nationals preview with the pitchers and the catchers. But uh, definitely want to let you guys know that we are going to have possibly one or two live streams during the March Madness tournament. Yeah, and uh, possibly if George Mason can hang on, they had a big loss 
yesterday against St. Louis. Uh, if they can hang on and possibly get one of those top four seeds, maybe we'll do a live stream during the A-10 tournament as well, and possibly during the ACC tournament. We'll have to see about that. A lot more teams in the ACC tournament, so uh, we'll have to check that out as well. So definitely stay tuned for that. We're going to try to have a couple people come on and give a little preview of possibly the A-10 and the ACC tournament, uh, but we also have one guy in mind who is a bracketologist who's going to come on before the NCAA tournament, and we can give you guys some uh, some good picks and different stuff of that nature going through the entire bracket after Selection Sunday in a couple weeks. So definitely stay tuned to that. Uh, go Mason. Hopefully they can pull some victories here yeah. together. Got a big one against VCU coming up. That's going to be a real big test because they got to get back in that number four. They had it before yesterday, and then they ended up letting it slip through their fingers. So hopefully Mason, if I mean, it's not all, all for not. If they can get you know a fifth seed or something like that, it might not be bad, but they get the top four. They get, as you said before, uh, straight to that semifinal with the buys. So basically, watch out for that. We'll also have Danny Noakes on here in the next couple months, or not, not couple months. Next, <laughs> next couple weeks, yeah. Uh, to also preview Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament, big win over Duke, uh, their third straight victory over a top five Duke team at Castle Coliseum. That was big. Uh, so that's going to be something fun to talk about as well. So Danny Noakes, watch out for him coming up in the next couple weeks. Also next week we will get into uh, some. NFL Combine result. Crazy stuff at the Combine. That's finishing up today, so definitely check that out. But again, next couple weeks, got a lot of basketball stuff going on and also Nats talk as well, so definitely stay tuned for that. For Ben Simpson, I am Mike Cerrone. Go check out the Nats Pitchers and Catchers episode we will be having right here on the DC Crossover. Take care, everybody. Let's set fire.